Hello, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. It is episode 31 time, and I'm Bruce, and I'm joined by Nolan. How's it going? Oh, it's good. Just got the little one down for a nap, so I am ready to talk DMB. Let's do this. Awesome. Well, that is exactly what we're going to do, and we've got a um, sort of different show than we've done before today. We're obviously continuing on with the pseudo summer tour here, and we're going to go over three venues that would have been hit over the last week or so on the DMB schedule. But first, Nolan, we must touch on a couple of things. And the first would be we are recording on June 30th. Well, two days ago would have been the anniversary, the 12-year anniversary of Leroy Moore's final show with the band um, there in Bristow, Virginia. That is actually a live tracks, by the way, so go check it out if you haven't already. And we wanted to remember Leroy, so we opened the show with a little Leroy. We will close the show with a little Leroy. Nolan, why don't you tell them what they just heard and what they can look forward to hearing at the end of the show as well? Yeah, it's going to be two intro and outros to the show that you haven't heard before. And the intro was Proudest Monkey from August 21st, 1995. And we are going to talk about that show a little later, as well as Riverbend 04, uh, closing out our episode with a little Roy action on Sugar Will. So mm, can't wait to hear all of that, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. And it is kind of crazy. I don't think we've had Proudest Monkey played on the podcast yet, which is interesting. Leroy obviously absolutely slays that song. And R.I.P. Roy, we miss you dearly. Big we time. will go over a lot of Leroy today. Um, oh, Nolan, yeah. but we had some other things um, or one more thing to discuss before we hop on into the pseudo summer tour. Yeah, we did. DMB re-aired Dave and Tim from Radio City uh, this past Friday mm-hmm. on Nugs and YouTube, and man, that is just an all-time Dave and Tim show and production. Bruce, quickly, what is your favorite moment from the only DNT DVD? Mm. Man, that that one's tough because that is a good one. I'm gonna have to say. Just the bartender intro, honestly, like Ooh. just I mean, just bartender in general, I thought was fantastic. The whole thing is just spectacular. Um, you know, I really, really hope we get another Dave and Tim DVD and another Dave and Tim stream possibly to see, maybe associated with the drive-in. I'm not sure, but I'd love to see some more DNT. But how about you? What was your favorite moment? I'll also add in need to, need another DNT tour whenever it's safe. I think my favorite moment. Oof. I'm going to go with Tim's slide work on his crush solos. Ooh. Those are just magical to me. And at one point in my life, I had them memorized down pat and could play both Dave and Tim parts. And that has long since left my memory. But <laughs> that uh, that's probably my favorite. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Tim has some fantastic. Um, it's good to he has some fantastic solos throughout there. But he has, um, you know, the two solo songs that he plays during that show. It is really cool to see those in action on the DVD as opposed to just hearing them. But that was mm-hmm. fun. Hopefully, we get some more Dave and Tim to be streamed our way here soon. Nolan, let's kick off with our third 
iteration of the Gray Street Pod pseudo summer tour here. Uh, tell the listeners what they're what we're going to be doing and how we're kicking it off this week. Well, we're about to dive into Blossom, Riverbend, and Northerly Island, Chicago. And Bruce, we're going to start with Blossom. And that same show that you heard Leroy from in 1995, this is 8-21-95 at Blossom. Uh, if that date sounds familiar, the next show they played you'll know is Live Tracks 5. Um, and both both concerts, the one we're breaking down and Live Tracks 5, feature David Ryan Harris on uh, electric guitar on a few songs. And he was, uh, he was pretty involved in this 95 run here. But Bruce... Just a fantastic Proudest Monkey to open our episode and this show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that is a fun opener. I actually saw that open. Um, did we see that open a show as well, Nolan? I believe in Charlottesville. Um, I think we did. Maybe 2012, and I saw it open. It's back in 2012, which is a nice, it's just a nice way to open a show, actually. But Roy is fantastic here. Um, later on in the show, you get a, uh, a fun little segue or a trio here of Dancing Nancy's Into Lion Our Graves with a Roy solo and then Warehouse. So no Nancy's in the warehouse. You get a Graves in the middle there. And Nolan, mm. you made a spectacular dive over the wall catch here oh. um, in which you even stumped the meat. You stumped the Almanac guys um, yes. with what did you hear here in this Dancing Nancy? Yeah, so Dave, you know, he starts off his lyrical portion of the intro like he always does and there's a certain theme to it normally this one i thought sounded really familiar and sure enough it is part of the talking heads once in a lifetime and uh checked it went back and listened to it again sure enough dave sings a few uh lyrics to once in a lifetime gets it a little wrong and then (laughs) uh says something like or something like that and keeps going into your normal Nancy's intro, but uh, yeah, that was. I don't. I don't know. Haven't heard from the Almanac guys, but I wonder how many times "Once in a Lifetime" has been uh, been used before because I I don't know of any. Mm, yeah, me neither. Let's give them that homework, and then we're gonna give you a little taste of that right now, just so you know what it sounds like. So here you go. You may find yourself. That was pretty cool, Nolan, and that was a fantastic catch again by you. Um, well, thanks. You know, as this goes into Lion Our Graves here, and we get a nice Roy solo as we used to back in the day. So, what would you prefer in a Lion Our Graves uh, solo section? Roy, Boyd, or your favorite, Butch, or Timmy? <laughs> Well, there's a reason I didn't even put Butch on the notes, Bruce. <laughs> so thanks for adding him in. But I think full band, I gotta, I gotta go Boyd. Although the Roy solo it was refreshing and caught me, caught me off guard a little bit. Um, man, I'll go Boyd full band, but I do love a Tim solo on Graves, Dave and Tim. And uh, mm, I'll go Boyd though. How about you? 
I, I think I'd have to go with that. Um, I mean, I think that Roy absolutely destroyed it, but you gotta have, you gotta have that classic violin solo just come out of nowhere. Um, it just always worked with Graves, and it, when he nailed it, it was just one of, you know, always one of the best performances the band um, would do. So I would agree with you there. Um, Nolan, we go on down with the show, and this is a solid show for sure. We get a nice lover laid down with some great Roy. Mm -hmm. But then, as you said before, David Ryan Harris joins the band on stage for a rhyme and reason. And you can really tell that he's practiced a song with the band because he is playing along with Dave's riffs. He knows the horn part. Um, and, I mean, just mm -hmm. it seems like he was very, very comfortable with this song. Uh, as I listened to it, I was like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, he. it kind of seemed like he knew it as well as, like, Lawler does when he guests with him on that. And I, mm -hmm. I, mean, I think that's probably Lawler's best song that he guests on. Uh, so that was pretty cool to hear. It's just a such a driving uh, guitar riff there that they just both really attack. And Dave, you could tell he was amped up because he kind of cuts off the solo a little bit. He tries to start the verse <laughs> early, Bruce. I know it was funny. He just, um, it was David Ryan Harris is kind of crushing this like Hendrix esque solo. It was a short solo because Dave just cuts right in, you know, so young. And, and he's like, oh, you could tell he that he knew it. Um, he kept singing it over, but we're going to play that here for you right now. And then we'll get into the next song that uh, he joins in on. Great stuff from DRH, and even better stuff next uh, as they keep it going with the Jimmy thing. And Bruce, this is not only David Ryan Harris on fire um, with this first solo right here, but Roy also comes in just in attack mode. And this is just, I mean, so aggressive by Roy. We reminded me of Grayson Allen getting to the hoop in the 2015 National Championship game. <laughs> yeah, we are in attack mode here uh, by Leroy Moore, and David Ryan Harris as well comes into attack a little later. Um, we're going to play a little mashup of this in a second with some Roy and David Ryan, but interestingly enough, it reminded me again here, Nolan, how David Ryan and Dave play the riff that ended up becoming Angel. 
right here. Um, and then um, we get a nice solo from him and Dave adding some improv as well. They never really take off into the stratosphere or anything with it, but they do mm-hmm. um, have some nice complimentary solos there, which was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And in, in uh, doing some of our listening and research for this podcast, listening to Jimmy thing, I thought this sounds kind of familiar. In fact, I think we... Did we already do this on the podcast and looked it up? We did a David Ryan Harris guest spot on Jimmy Thing from the 910-2000 show, uh, which we reviewed in episode 14, so check that out if you haven't already. But it's the same riff. It's that same angel riff. And <laughs> David Ryan Harris must have a good memory because, Bruce, he plays it five years apart. He did not guest with DMB again after this 95 run until 2000, this show that we reviewed in episode 14. So that's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, We need someone to help us with the history there. Um, I couldn't find anything exactly when Angel, that riff was written, where it came from, who owns the rights to it sort of thing. I don't know. Um, Not Ballard. So if anyone knows that story, let us know, because it started obviously way back in 95 or earlier. And... um, then it made it onto Every Day and became one of everyone's favorite songs. <laughs> but, you know, before we move on here, let's go ahead and play a little bit of Leroy and David Ryan Harris from this Jimmy thing, 82195.
that is just money. And we're going to go ahead and jump ahead in time. 11 years, Nolan. We're sticking with Blossom. But we wanted to highlight another great highlight and one of the best versions of a song of all time, Sleep to Dream Her. Um, mm. Well, Sleep to Dream Her is right here, and we want to play the outro here for you. But it segues into Grace is Gone beautifully, and this may be the best Grace is Gone of all time. So we just had to talk about it. Yeah, Bruce, you texted me that. And I'll be honest, I was a little skeptical because I've heard some pretty good ones. And I texted you, I asked, is do they cover Blackwater in part of the outro on this? And you said, no, it's just Hoedown. And this jam in Grace is just, kicks you in the face. I mean, it is unreal the way Roy... Uh, plays beautifully toward the beginning and then kind of kind of fades out and uh, man they just take it they take it to another level they really do and it it I mean this version just stood out to me immediately as Dave and Carter have some beautiful vocal harmonies Boyd sounds great and I'm just like man this is so good and then we haven't even gotten to the out the jam yet and Roy and Carter just destroy it I mean for me, this is the Grace is Gone now, and there are some epic versions of this song, and you know we're going to play a lot of it right here. We're not going to play the full thing, but you need to go find this full version of Grace is Gone from 8-2, 2006 here at Blossom, and you know I don't know what else to say about it, Nolan. Let's just go ahead and play what we have of it and let the listeners go find the rest themselves because just be prepared to have your mind blown.
my goodness. And Bruce, I think Roy is the MVP of this episode just from his performances at Blossom alone. He just, oh my gosh. And all it does is make me miss him. And then also makes me mad that I've never seen Grace full band. Uh, I just don't understand my luck there at all. After 16, 16 years of seeing the band, can't get one. Holy cow. Also, just play the song. Play it every show. <laughs> That'd be fine. It's good okay. enough. But they've also never played it at Seville, Bruce, so let's just add that to the list. I feel like we have a new song every week that we discover that they've never played in Charlottesville. Um, and we're just like, huh? What? What are you doing? Oh. Oh, man, but that was, man, that was epic. And we're going to jump ahead again another eight years to 2014 here at Blossom. This includes one of the biggest surprises that I can remember in DMB 3.0, Nolan. And that was the return of Bella Fleck. The first time that he had guested since June 6, 2008. Out of nowhere, Mr. Bella Fleck appears during the acoustic set. Mm. And Nolan... <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but I happen to be at this show. And by the way, Blossom is a beautiful venue, one of the most beautiful in the country. Um, so if you haven't been and you have a chance to go in the future, please go, everybody. It is gorgeous. But Bella joins on this snow outside, and it's very famous. Most people have heard it, but uh, <laughs> if you haven't, we're going to play some for you right now. And just sit back, relax, and just be quiet and enjoy. <laughs> we got a friend in town, and uh, we thought uh, we needed uh, that it'd be nice if uh, if he can. It's been a little while since we since we, he has honored us uh, on the stage, and it's a great pleasure to share the stage with uh, Mr. Bella Fleck. Bella Fleck always took care of us.
need your reaction, sir. Let's hear it. It's just okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just Bella. Whatever. No, it was, yeah, that was epic. I mean, that's that's the best version of Snow Outside, probably outside of the album version, which is flawless. Mm-hmm. But wow, there's a cool um, video of it on YouTube. Obviously, Copper Pot. Hmm. I wonder who did uh, that. Yeah, actually, we'll reference him a few times because there's some good stuff uh, that we cover from these venues um, that you can get a visual of, too, thanks to him. But, man, Snow Outside, Bella. Bella's just digging it, and he fits the song perfectly. Another one he fits the song perfectly is Spaceman. If you recall, Danny Barnes played banjo on this on Big Whiskey. And, uh, (laughs) Bruce, we've always liked Spaceman. Yeah, not going to lie. Like I have always uh, liked that song, and I kind of miss it now. Um, and this was a good mm-hmm. version. It was nothing crazy. Um, there, there's some good stuff in there, so I would encourage uh, people to seek that out as well. Um, and then this goes right into another Grace is Gone, Nolan. And I believe this Ugh. was my first full band, Grace is Gone. So when I got it with Bella, I almost didn't want to text you because I knew you'd be so mad, but I had to. Um so thanks this was just another solid version of grace we won't play another grace is gone on this podcast i feel like that we're gracing everyone out but just go find it bella absolutely destroys the solo yet again um adds some stuff beautifully throughout and it's just another fun version nolan and Mm -hmm. i will get off of grace is gone because i know that it's upsetting you so why don't we well actually you know what jokes on you because it's been playing in the background this whole time so Sorry about it, bro. And everyone better be enjoying. But (laughs) in that case, we're going to go ahead and fade out of that Grace is Gone and fade in to a new venue. Nolan, we're going to head over to Riverbend right there in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we just talked extensively about a 97 Riverbend show with the Almanac guys. But we needed to go into some other shows. We needed to find some other highlights, Nolan. So let's go ahead with our Riverbend sampler portion of our pseudo summer tour. Let's do it. Keeping it classy in Ohio here. And this starts with Live Track 16. Look it up. It is quite the show from June 26, 2000. And uh, Bruce, a few key, uh, key songs on here. Bartender, Crush, and JTR all featuring Dan Myers on soprano sax. So a nice little guest spot there. And uh, you get the double sax action on those. And it's pretty good stuff, Bruce. Absolutely. Um, this is one of one of the better live tracks out there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, as Nolan said, live track 16. So go check that out. And then um, for night two of that two-night Riverbend run, Nolan, um, another standout here was the song debut of Grace is Gone. Um, I mean, just oh. Grace is Gone, but it's not gone. It is all over our podcast. Um, so just back in 2000, Riverbend got some great stuff. So everyone go check that out. We didn't want to play anything from Live Track 16. And we most certainly don't want to play another Grace is Gone for you guys. But that is a great show. But we will have something for you this next show we're going to go over and that is the um august 5th 2004 show here at riverbend and nolan already alluded you will hear some of the sugar will 
from this show with some nice Leroy Moore. Mm. But Nolan, why don't you tell the people what else is so special about this 2004 Riverbend show? This 2004 Riverbend show has everything, Bruce. It has a boa opener and a stone set closer. Ooh. First stone set closer ever. <laughs> oh my ever. God. I didn't know Oh my that. God. Crazy. It also has four songs on Warehouse Disc. I'll back you up. So much to say and to bridge and to too much. Um, but man, Bruce, the 04 tour was, I think, maybe the last best tour. We've talked about this. An incredible tour. And this is one of the best shows from it. The full show is on YouTube, thanks to Copper Pot, which was Ooh. awesome. Yes. That is, that's a great tidbit. I need to watch this. I did not know that either. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Nolan, another BOA opener. We've got just awesome stuff in here. I mean, just going down the list, Jane segueing into Sugar Will. Um, oh. You've got tour debuts of I'll Back You Up, Typical Situation, and Lover Lay Down, which obviously most of those have some great Leroy Moore. All of the 04 songs, and it's just mm. a fantastic show, um, and you will get to hear some of that a little later in the episode, Nolan. So we just had to highlight that from Riverbend. And we're going to skip ahead a couple of years now to 2008 for one of the more famous Riverbend shows slash moments slash whatever. Nolan, what happens on August 5th, 2008? There's no Jeff Coffin. What? New DMB, excuse me, DMB 2.0 minus Jeff as he had a prior commitment uh, that could not be rescheduled. That evening, so this is a full sh- full band show without Jeff and Bruce. There, w- some interesting things happened. Yeah. Um, so obviously, this was announced beforehand, so people knew that Jeff wasn't going to be there. So everyone kind of thought that without a sax, what songs are going to be played? They start you know running down songs, and then so collectively online, some people were like Halloween, like what that one saxophone in Halloween? That doesn't need to happen. Who cares? doesn't need Halloween, so let's chant Halloween at Riverbend. And one of the more famous uh, quotes from Ants Marching ever, someone posted, ain't a snowball's chance in hell, you clowns up in Riverbend, get a Halloween tonight. And Nolan, the fans did chant for Halloween um, multiple times, and why don't you tell us what happens in this show as the fans start to chant for Halloween? Well, for one, that guy needs to end up on freezing cold takes. But secondly, there is a Halloween chant post-cornbread that leads to a brief tease by Dave and him saying, I can't hear y'all. We know how much Dave loves the Halloween chants. Uh, and then another chant after number 27, which leads into every day. So sorry, no Halloween. Hushes <laughs> the crowd. Bruce. Yeah, it really did. It's like as soon as everyday started, it was like Halloween. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's everyday again. Great, sweet. Um, but Bruce, maybe one of the best teases, segues, fakes uh, that the band has ever done, and that is everyday. Right, at, like as the song's about to take off, Boyd's finishing up his little intro violin work, and bam. Halloween uh, unreal and I mean there's just there's just no better way to um, describe it than to play it honestly and it's it's also part of um, a warehouse disc I believe um, warehouse 5 volume 11 
and you can hear it there. But we're going to play it here because we just can't help it. Um, so let's go ahead and play that for you guys so you can hear this epic lead-in from Everyday Fake into Halloween. That was so cool. I, I, I can't believe they haven't done more things kind of like that. Um, I don't think either of us thought that that was the, it's the best Halloween of all time, Nolan. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but pretty cool nonetheless. Yeah, Dave was like, again, it's a common theme, I guess. He was too hyped. He just was like, oh, we just pulled it off. We just did it. But he is just like yelling the song, the whole song. <laughs> yeah way like way up high up another register or so it was kind of weird but um pretty cool and you know from there they go right into water into wine and mm. this actually might be the highlight of the show uh to me musically this is one of the best outros the song has ever had if not the best period um i was really surprised when i heard what was going on in this outro Nolan. oh yeah rashawn nails this with the just subtle jazzy uh solo during this and i mean it's it's an all-time water into wine carter tim and boyd jump into and get a little bit of dave yelling even yeah and um it's so epic that we're just gonna have to play it right now Thank you. 
Oh, man. Well, that was quite the segue. And you know what? They're going to follow it up in 2016 with another all-time segue. May 20th, 2016. Riverbend gets a Lionar Graves into last stop. And (laughs) that's just not fair. Uh, It's not fair at all. It is late in the set. There is no Graves reprise. There is a last stop reprise, thank God. Um, <laughs> but a segue lead into last stop, kind of a drawn out one. The crowd, you know, there was no fake involved. It, they knew what was coming. Dave makes the guitar change and everything. So it is a solid version. And Bruce, fun fact, last stop was liberated uh, just two weeks earlier at the Seaville 25th anniversary show after not being played since Seaville 2010. And it's awesome. It's a shame it didn't get played that that span, but uh, the band sounds great on it. And Bruce, dare I say that 2016 is the best year for Last Stop? Um, How dare you? There is no chance on the face of this earth that 2016 was the best year for last stop you are now going to end up on freezing cold takes and i hope that everyone responds in kind uh via social media outlets and nasty emails headed your direction Mm. (laughs) oh man no i mean it was a fantastic year for it i believe um Saw it in West Palm that year, Nolan. Did we not? We did. Okay, and, and you saw it in it. Seaville. Yes. Okay, so you got two last stops that year. That is absolutely awesome. Um, no, they were great in 2016, and they actually had the reprise, so that gives it extra bonus points for sure. Um, as far as it being the best year, I don't agree with that, but people that have that take, uh, that's perfectly fine because they were doing very good versions of Last Stop in 2016. Oh, then what's the best year for it then? Hmm? Um, I would have to go with like a 98. 98. Uh, yep. 98. 03 yeah. <laughs> had some good ones too. Um, mm. Mm. Just kind of depends. They haven't played it enough for us to be able to really have a great representation of the damn song so thanks guys appreciate the appreciate the last stop love but we'll we'll go ahead and give this um this last stop some love so let's play that transition nolan right here from that lie in our graves into last stop
All right, all right, all right. That was pretty nasty right there. But Bruce, it is time to jump venues, our third and final venue. And this takes us to Chi-Town. That's right, Northerly Island, 2017. And uh, this was a Dave and Tim show, a hidden gem Dave and Tim show from their short spring 2017 tour. And we see a Lion Our Graves opener night one for the first time in 10 years by Dave and Tim. Yeah, how awesome is that? I mean, what a cool opener. Um, it has a little nice prelude here by Tim. Um, and it, you know, as Tim often plays those small preludes, normally it goes into something like Don't Drink the Water or Bartender. But no, alas, Lie in Our Graves here. That is pretty cool. And we're going to go ahead and play some of this because, I mean, who can't listen to a Lie in Our Graves opener? start a show and Nolan they don't have a reprise here but that's okay um you know we don't need it every time but what we do get a little later down in the show is the tour debut of a pretty cool song that is rare it's a decent song and we like it uh dive in oh you want me to dive in oh I get it yes the dive in tour debut and we saw this full band actually in Charlotte in the encore, a little dive in Billy's encore um, the year previously, I believe. So we have a fondness for it. It gets killed a little bit because of the lyrics, but I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I, I like the storytelling aspect of it by Dave, and the chorus to me is solid, and so is the outro solo by Tim. It's, it's really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we're just going to go ahead and throw it to Timmy Reynolds right now because, I mean, when was the last time we played Dive In on the podcast? Maybe never. Here's some of it right now.
Well, you knew that we would probably find a way to work in Bismarck into this podcast because we do every single episode. But yes, Bismarck was played Dave and Tim in 2017, and it is glorious. Bruce, absolutely glorious. And Dave intros it, and we're going to play it. that song i saw it dave and tim in 2016 but i mean alas it's not really played anymore um man hopefully it comes back at some point nolan obviously we really love that song some people thought that we were gonna request that uh for dave to play solo here on july 3rd coming up but we did (laughs) not uh we went another direction and dave went another direction um with a new cover this uh tour with worried man blues here um, a Woody Guthrie cover that was pretty cool, and I actually enjoyed and had forgotten that Dave did it. And it has a nice segue into Samurai Cop here uh, about mid-set. Nolan, and we have a couple more um, tidbits that we wanted to cover before we move on to uh, night two here of Northerly Island 2017. Yeah, the thing that stood stood out the most about this weekend is the variety of songs and songs that you don't usually see Dave and Tim we already talked about dive in but up next is why I am and it sounds so cool acoustic Bruce it really does um I had a lot of fun listening to this encore here of why I am the song that Jane likes and Jimmy thing I mean what a cool encore that would be interesting full band I'm not sure people would take to the Jimmy closer full band but if they did it the way Dave and Tim does it here maybe so Why I am is really cool to hear here. So let's play a little bit of that. And then we're going to play a little bit of song that Jane likes. And then we'll talk about this Jimmy closer. Why I am, why I am, I'm a nervous monkey tree. 
hearing both of those Dave and Tim they uh definitely have not been played enough Dave and Tim we love that guys come on let's do some more of that (laughs) and Bruce Jimmy thing encore closer night one was very very good and it is about six minutes long which is probably the perfect amount of time for Jimmy thing absolutely I totally agree um you know, if you see this full band show to close, you're like, oh, come on. But if you see this Dave and Tim, like, you know it's going to be good, really good. And it's not going to drag on and draw itself out and have all these weird covers and stuff attached. This was, like you said, just a little over six minutes and just really, really fun. So that was a really cool way to end the show. And in night one, and Nolan, jumping over into night two, we have another unique opener with Little Thing, another nice prelude by Tim here, which we will play. But... I would argue that this is more of an another thing than little thing. And I think that that has kind of been confusing over the years. Bruce, I agree. And that is spot on. We go from Jimmy thing to little thing. And now we're talking about in another thing. And (laughs) you got thing one, thing two, thing three. Getting a little confused right now. But yes, I think in another thing is more accurate for this one. There's a... there's not a ton of structure to it. It's more of just a little bit of uh, Dave moaning, wailing, kind of like on the album version mm-hmm. on Some Devil. Um, but it's, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and uh, play a little bit of that for you because it is a nice opener and it is pretty unique.
All right. Well, that was pretty awesome. And jumping down a little bit, they play a Dave and Tim Granny, and it is really cool to hear this song, Nolan. And it's cool that they actually segue from Granny into You Might Die Trying. I mean, a pretty cool pairing right here. Pretty cool pairing, and it fits our uh, theme for the weekend of songs that you don't usually associate with Dave and Tim. And both of these were just nailed. They sound awesome. I think it's a it's a cool way to hear Die Trying, uh, since we're only ever used to hearing it full band. It's very nice. It's actually so nice that you need to hear it right now. And the set just continues on with some solid, great stuff, including Nolan's favorite, Death on the High Seas. Um, We get that. And then his (laughs) least favorite, The Stone to Follow. I don't really know what his deal is there. But um, uh, no, a little Dave uh, Dave and Tim, Death on the High Seas. And then we get Stone Goat. And then we get Mm. Wider Shade of Pale, Nolan, which I think is a gorgeous um, cover that they do. And this one being with Tim here, is really really nice and we wanted to throw some in the background just so you could hear it but i really like this cover and have always enjoyed it 
Oh yes, a nice cover of Prokol Haram. I hope I'm saying that right. I've never really known how to say it. Yeah, it is solid. And then following that up, you have Minarets, always cool, Dave and Tim. And then very little played too much, Dave and Tim. And uh, this might have been my favorite performance from the weekend, Bruce. It is so cool. I've been on a big too much kick lately. And Dave acknowledges that Obviously, something was up that they played it. And actually, Dave, what do you think about playing too much Dave and Tim? Yeah, damn. I don't know what happened. I must have ate the whole thing. Must have been good, whatever he ate. Bruce, <laughs> uh, that was what were fun. your thoughts? That was fun. It's always, uh, Dave and Tim too much is always fun. And Minarets. Um, that's a really cool pairing right there. That was awesome. And a really um, good way to end the show, uh, the end of the set here, we get Rapunzel, Best of What's Around, and Nancy's. Oh, man. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. You don't get a whole lot of Dave and Tim Rapunzel's um, over the mm-hmm. history of the song, at least. But we started getting some here in 2017. They played it a lot more. And then Best of What's Around, mm, always good nolan we're gonna jump ahead jump out of the dave and tim 2017 and i'm gonna oh. give you the floor here um you were actually at one of the northerly island shows in 2018 paint the scene give us all the details here as we close out our pseudo summer tour with in person experience by mr nolan ellenberg oh bruce thank you i would love to i had my bachelor party in Chicago this weekend in 2018, and that is exactly two years ago today from the day we're recording, um, the June 30th, 2018 show. And first of all, the way it started was about as epic as it could start, Um, Mm -hmm. waiting for my bags and uh, baggage claim at the O'Hare airport. And I look across from me, and there's Tim Reynolds, and had to do a double take. And sure enough, there is no mistaking that man. Uh, I walked around, introduced myself, told him I was uh, here to see the band for my bachelor party. He could not have been nicer. I asked to take a picture with him because I'm not not going to do that on the uh, the first day of the bachelor party, right. of course. And uh, it was a little awkward. I would have to say I'm six foot four, so uh, getting that selfie angle was a little. A little funny um <laughs> but yeah he couldn't couldn't have been nicer and shook hands and he uh went to go get his bag and then came back shook my hand again and told me congratulations on getting married and hope we enjoyed the show and uh that was the way the bachelor party weekend started and that's awesome it was so cool um bruce obviously we missed you being there i'm not gonna say you missed an all-time great show because you didn't but (laughs) it was very fun and one of the most fun i've ever had at a show cool venue huge massive massive venue it is literally on an island it is not easy to get to and the lawn is just i mean it's like a festival campground lawn just huge but bruce i'll go ahead and give you a little a few highlights real quick there's an early nancy's an early seek up, then continue the trend of unusual segues. Idea of you into crush, hmm. which was awesome. Love both of those songs. Obviously, I think the warehouse jam was my highlight 
of the night, uh, which you will hear in a minute, but Billy's She and Ants to Close, the main set, and an encore of Pantalanaga Pampa into Rapunzel into Stay. And Bruce, right here in this warehouse gym, you're going to hear a very loud crowd chant of Louie Louie, and I'm going to take credit for starting that all the way in the back of the lawn. <laughs> um, my guys JT and Alex can confirm that that is why it started. Pretty sure I lost my voice. And actually, Rashawn plays a line of it toward the end of the jam. So I think the Almanac needs to update this, that I started it and I'm the reason he played it. And uh, let's listen to it. For sure, you definitely um, affected that. No one has ever chanted for Louis Louis during the midsection of Warehouse, so we will get know, that right? to you. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Um, I did definitely miss being there. Maybe not so much for the set list, but for the experience and for meeting Tim. Would have loved to also meet Tim. He seems like a super cool guy. Um, oh, yeah. But man, that, that was just an awesome experience. And that was really cool running down all three of those venues, Nolan. Blossom, Riverbend, yeah. and Northerly Island. Um, hopefully everyone enjoyed our throwbacks, our sampler platters of all of those. That was a ton of fun. So much fun that we're going to do it again, but a little differently next time, Bruce, with our SPAC episode. And oh boy, there are so many goodies to choose from with this one. Oh Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be doing something a little different, something we've never done before. Maybe a lot different, actually, but I think it's something that you will all enjoy. Hopefully it is. And Nolan, let's get on out of here. Happy 4th of July to everyone. Be smart and be safe. Happy 4th. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, everybody, please, um, thank you so much for those who have submitted reviews and um, ratings on iTunes. Please continue to do that. That has been just absurdly nice and kind of all of you. Um, and we cannot wait to interact with you guys more on social media at gray street pod instagram and twitter and then the corner of gray street podcast there on facebook um so yeah nolan thanks for joining me yet again we really enjoyed doing this Always. for you guys and we have some fun stuff in the future but until then we'll see you next time on the corner of gray street
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.